My name is Joshua Aragon. My name is Montserrat Oyanedel Tolmo. My name is Ava Colignan. My name is Ryan Brown. My name is Sonia Silva Baca. My middle name is Vitalia. I have to add that because I changed it when I turned 50. And it's part of my uh, family heritage name from my mom to my great grandma. This is where we meet, sharing conversations from New Mexico and beyond. I'm Chelsea Reedy, and this show is supported by the National Endowment for the Humanities. Taos Center for the Arts would like to recognize that it operates on the homelands of the Red Willow people of Taos Pueblo. We'd like to honor the importance of Native and Indigenous cultures within our community and within the land we live, learn, and exist on. On today's show, we hear from five people who agreed to lend their thoughts about Taos to our microphone. Joshua Aragon, Montserrat Oyana del Tomo, Ryan Brown, Ava Colignan, and Sonia Vitalia Silva Baca. Each one of them has a singular relationship to Taos, some having ancestral roots to this land or simply passing through. In sharing their perspective with us today, they create a small mosaic of our community. We asked them, where is home? How has living in Taos inspired you? How long do you plan on staying? What aspects of Taos keep you living here? What do you hope for the future of this place? Here is Joshua Aragon. I am 18. I guess I would describe myself as one of the young individuals that like to um, take part in our traditional doings in the Pueblo and like to do stuff outside the Pueblo and help with some of the projects that go on. And I've lived in Taos for about about nine, eight years now. Um, home for me is in San Isidro. It's a small town between Jemez Pueblo, Cuba, and Zia. It's pretty small. It's kind of easy to miss because you'll just blink of an eye, you'll pass it, and you won't even know. But I've lived there when I was younger with my um, my grandparents and my brothers and sisters and my mom. I'm living in Taos. It, it got me more outside and more, well, not really outside, but like more interactive with the outside world. And... Um, more with the traditional doings that happen in Pueblo. I started doing more of those. I started getting into it. And just like now, my younger brother is in the Kiva, so I'm helping him with that. It's just giving me more opportunities on how small it is so I could figure out a lot, a lot more stuff easier and quicker. The Pueblo is really really nice i like seeing the sunrise the sunsets also when it snows i like seeing the foggy mountain and the pueblo it's a really nice view also the water the water is really nice in the pueblo i like to just drink straight from it without a problem it's small it's easy to get around it's easy to like no places you have to go. If you need to get somewhere, it doesn't take more than about 30 minutes. 
Well, my hopes and visions is um, some of the um, land, I guess you would say, some of the sacred land that was not given back to the Pueblo. I hope those, like, someday return and we could actually, like, help that place because there's some places that I visited outside of the Pueblo which don't belong to the Pueblo no more. And they're just run down, like, there's they're just left there and they don't really have any use for it but that and also seeing um more of the youth just more people getting out helping with the community seeing like the paseo projects or something big like that like a whole bunch of people helping with them and just coming together as a community I may stay here for a good bit, probably not my entire like life, but I'm gonna be here for a good bit. I know that because I get homesick pretty easily. I I would probably wanna come back to the land, the air, the water, and just the people on how nice the people are, how they treat everybody, and just the views. The views are really nice in Taos. I really like those. Uh, I'm from Chile and I moved to Taos in 2012. I'm 35 years old. And yeah, I live kind of downtown midtown and I've been here for a long time already. It feels forever, actually. It feels like home, right? Home is Chile for sure. Uh, where I'm from, my culture, my identity. So I identify myself as a Latina. So of course, Chile is home. However, when you leave home and then you find another path, you travel and you find a special place where you have family and friends becomes a new home. So Taos is kind of another home. I like that also, that way of thinking that actually home is wherever you are with the people you love. Taos is such a different place. And in general, New Mexico, I will say it is a different place that you can't compare in any other places I've been. New Mexico and Taos has a, a special place because in my experience, um, I had to change my my culture and I had to also change careers and speak another language and kind of become, I became kind of a new person in a way because people that immigrants, immigrants can relate maybe to my experience is that it's not the same in your, when you are in where you are born or your environment, <laughs> where you are from in a way is different than then move, moving to a new place. So you have to learn to read the people, learn the language, learn the culture, what is good, what is not, what is like accepted because it's different. So I think um, Taos has, you know, um, kind of shaped me in a different way. On that end, uh, Taos allowed me to become, I became a new person. I became, I, I, I'm an art, like I started doing, making art, which I never thought about it. I used to be a chemical engineer so I was very corporate driven and then moving to Taos is totally different so it changed the whole way that I think about also I started working education um, and education and now I deeply under understood and I felt in each part of my body how important is community education and connecting to each other so I think it changed the way I am well, first of all, I have family and good friends. I think that's the root of why I'm here. It's just, in a way, when you find this kind of perfect bubble, it's hard to leave. 
I'm afraid of leaving, even though sometimes I do want to leave and explore other places, other languages and other cultures. Actually, yeah, I'm looking places in the United States and I don't feel moved to move in other places, but I will be I'm inspired to try other cultures and places. So what I'm saying basically is that I think just the house has such a spectacular, I will say, kind of people that you find here. Um, very unique and I'm blessed. I feel very grateful that I found a lot of community and friends and people that inspire me and that I like and doesn't matter. You know, like the beauty of, of that is that you have such a range of ages, which like little kids to older people that are amazing and I, I'm able to connect to them. So I think that's number one, I think the people. And number two, I think also is the beauty of the place, the calm, the space. Um, I like that. I like a lot of the space and feeling that um, it's so clean and beautiful and, and you have space. And that's something that when you go to other places, you don't feel that. I, I hope for people, people that are from Taos, find a place that they could live, stay here. I think the beauty of New Mexico and Taos is their people, their culture, and I'm grateful that they welcome me, welcome me as a new as a person to live here, and I want to learn more about that. I would love for Taos to have more programs where they can share their roots. I think that's important storytelling, kind of say, I would love to hear grandparents and elders to talk about Taos in a way that is how it used to be and how can we keep in a, in a sustainable way developing but preserving those roots. I think the traditions and I want that for Taos. Of course, I would love more jobs that are sustainable. Again, I said that word twice because I know it's hard. Um, everything is so expensive around the world. I mean, in, in the States. And so I know there, there is a lot of pressure and it's hard to make those decisions. But I hope that people have uh, can make enough money to live here, places to live, to keep green, you know, to keep being the place it is where we have clean air, access to good food, and yeah, and a nice, a safe place also to live. So that's my hope. And a lot, I also hope people to come visit and know about Taos and, you know, keep supporting it in a way. You know, we all need that. Taos is, a, is an economy that survives also for tourism, you know, and it has a lot to offer. Mm -hmm. But again, I do feel we need to, I would love for people to feel um, proud mm -hmm. to be in Taos, mm -hmm. but also embracing respectfully their traditions and cultures and meeting their people and their families, you know? So, yeah, I would love at some point have more spaces like that. I'm 63, and I, um, first, I guess, I guess you'd call me a musician first and a rancher second. Um, and I've been in, in the Southwest, uh, coming to the Southwest ever since I was born. But my regular relationship with Taos started in the um, kind of late, mid to late 70s. Um, I was a, a violinist and there was a quartet seminar up in the Ski Valley. But, um, and I came for two summers for that. But during that time, um, I had heard someone uh, about an artist, family friend who was down here at the Wurlitzer Foundation. And um, so I went down to, to you know, look him up on a day off. And, uh, and instead, um, I 
well, I, I got found the foundation and met its original um, executive director, that is the fellow named Henry Sauerwein, who had um, uh, founded it with Helene Wurlitzer in the 1950s. So he became a mentor of mine for like for 20 years um, until he died in the, in the mid to uh, late 90s. Uh, well, home right now feels like, um, feels like the ranch in Mancus, Colorado. Um, and, you know, it's, there, there are similarities to Taos. One of the reasons, um, I mean, obviously there are very special things about Taos, and, and the, the, um, but, but there are similarities in that's between the mountains and the desert, and this movement of between um, the dry land up into the forests is very, is very familiar to me, um, even though we don't have the expanses that you have here, you know, um, even if they're being cluttered up over the last... 40 years um, and and that but you you know you, you, no matter how much it gets cluttered you can't quite ruin just how beautiful that is to go across the, the valley and the gorge my experience in Taos is, is so bound up with this this wonderful um, arts foundation the Helene Lewitzer Foundation both um, with the the person who helped found it with Elaine Wurlitzer, um, Henry Sauerwein, who, who, and so I, I, I associated as a place where you, you, th you, you think about your relationship to the world and and all and the multifaceted world that is here and and the multifaceted world that's that's out there. There's something you know ineffable about about being um, about looking across the valley or looking up at the mountain. Um, I mean, I, I, I live most of the time in the shadow of Hesperus, which is another, you know, um, sacred mountain, at least to the Navajo. Um, but there's, uh, you know, being, uh, being in Taos and looking up at the mountain and, and, um, and looking out and going across the gorge or into the gorge, or uh, there's, it's, there's nothing quite like it. There's so many competing forces here, and the dominant, either the dominant American culture that is infringing upon this older culture, um, and the and the money that continually pours in and has pressures for development or or use or in many cases misuse of resources, um, is is something which I, I think has to be. Um, continually watched out for, negotiated, fought against, make people realize that the values of the land, um, and you know, it's just crazy when people. I don't know. If it's, this is a little different down here, but up in Mancus, you get people just plopping their houses right down on the top of the hill, you know. And um, aside from it being impractical, it's it's it sort of ruins, <laughs> ruins the. Uh, uh, ruins the landscape, and I, the people are—you know—sometimes they just don't think about the whole, about what what other people are saying about the people who have lived here for years, and what what the values of traditions are. And I think, um, kind of bringing that um, to those who don't, who who obviously you know come to the place and say, "Oh, isn't this wonderful?" But um, uh, it's that's not enough. You know, you have to. I think. Um, respect what's what's been here. I'm 13 years old and I've lived in Taos all my life. Taos is home. I've always been here. I've never lived anywhere else. Um, my whole family's here and all my friends. So Taos is my home. 
there's so much creativity here. There's so many artists and people doing really different things. And watching that from a really young age has been really amazing, like Paseo and other art. I plan on staying here until I'm 18, and then I'll move, I'll go to college. And I haven't really... I mean, I've never really thought about living here when I'm older, but I mean, of course I'll come back, but I don't know if I want to live here permanently when I'm older. I want to experience something different. I've just always been here and this is all I really, I've really known. So I really want to experience different things, different communities and cultures. I feel like Taos has a really strong community, but I do think certain things like need to be different, like housing. I think there needs to be more, like, I don't know. There has to be more things that's open to everybody, especially, like, the younger people, I think, because our economy is based on tourism. So a lot of things in Taos are directed towards that. And I think there needs to be more things for um, locals. And, like, skiing is so expensive and stuff like that. And I th And there has to be more activities for locals and for younger people to do here. I am 60. I turned 61 in August, and I'm very involved in a couple things, some community-based, some personal hobbies. I work as a school social worker part-time, went back to work after retirement, wasn't ready to retire. I helped uh, my family in time of need, so now I'm back to work part-time. And I uh, work at a local elementary school, which I appreciate, and I realize the needs of um, those of us that are drawn to children to be ever-present in their lives and be engaged and to guide and to love and to teach. So that's my primary outside of my home where I live with my husband. We have two sons, a granddaughter that comes for visitation in the summer, so family is huge for me, uh, extended family, my brothers, my sister-in-laws, my nieces, my nephews. So family is a big part of my life. And I um, love the arts in general, specifically the last, gosh, 10 years. I've been a flamenco crazy, just like addicted to it. I, I can't get enough of it. So it's always learning about either the cante, the baile, I'm fascinated with the guitar, uh, the flamenco guitarists that are playing for various events locally that we've been able to have that I've helped organize, in fact. So flamenco and music and dance is a big thing that I love, and being outdoors, certainly. Home is here in Taos. Home is even in this room with the big, thick adobe walls. Reminds me of um, my mom's house, parts of it before it was remodeled. Home is where things look familiar and the sights, the sounds, the way of life, and that's Taos for me. It's, it's ever-changing and change happens. But um, home is really what I remember as a child, and I reminisce about that. I miss it because a lot has changed to the degree that it doesn't feel so much as home, but Taos is still my home. Home is the comfort place, the happy place, the the place of real life of all emotions that one can have as a human. So that's home. So home is here. I um, have been inspired by people in my life, 
my parents, my brothers, um, extended family. I've been inspired by the arts growing up here in an art colony. I've been inspired by certain dance teachers I had, my first being Miss Betty Winslow. She was a ballet instructor. I was never a ballerina per se. I don't have a ballet type of physique or body, but it taught me about movement and the beauty of movement. And um, it was at a very, very young age that I started realizing how much fun a person can have if they appreciate what comes natural, and that's movement and music. And um, so Taos has inspired my life in all ways. I left when I wasn't even 18 yet. I left when I was 17. I graduated from Taos High in 1979, and I was gone 22 years with always the hope and plan that I'd be able to move back. And uh, my husband and I decided, and it was a mutual decision. I was grateful he was interested enough to come here. So he lived in Los Angeles, and he was raised there. But I always wanted to come back to Taos. I knew when I left that um, early part of um, the, the fall semester, I saw the Taos Mountain, and my dad was driving with all my belongings that we could take away from Taos, and I knew I'm coming back, and I told my grandma I would come back, and that I would marry a Hispanic man, <laughs> and that he, he would be Catholic. And that kind of did happen, actually, interesting enough. So I'm back, and I, um, I don't plan on leaving Taos. I plan on staying and being living the rest of my life here, but I do want to travel, but always come back. With all due respect to myself and to the community, I, I do want to share something that happened yesterday because that's what came to mind when I heard you ask that. I was at a local um, place of business, and these two um, girls or women, probably I would say in their early or mid-30s probably, possibly late 30s, and they were saying that they were so glad that they were able to move here. And one told the, or asked the other, did you notice Telsenio's not here anymore? And she said, Telsenio's not here anymore? So they must have visited maybe at different times in their life or maybe once before, I don't know. And she says, now what are we going to call us, call, us, call ourselves now that we live here? Um, and I wondered about what she meant. And I didn't want to make their converse, intrude in their conversation, but I got to thinking about it, and here I am responding to your question. The fact that it was Telsenio, I hear a lot of people, and I'm going to tie it into a lot of people that moved to Taos, refer to themselves as Telsenios, Telsenios. Coming from a place of, of um, being from here by birth and being raised here from a young, as a baby, I am uh, coming back knowing I want to be back in my town. I am a Telsenia for, that's just what I've always viewed myself. So the changes that have happened in Taos are beautiful, are good, but they're equally as disturbing and uncomfortable and awkward. So I hope that the future of Taos still maintains its quality of what people are drawn here by and for. I wish that there was 
um, plentiful water for the acequias to run and that people understand the the historical aspect and the need of having clean water and acequias and not fighting for who gets the water and who doesn't, although that's been happening for hundreds of years too. But it's a different population of people that don't understand the culture that I notice and that I hear. And if they're not if the people that are moving here want to be part of the community, they're welcome. But it's not so welcoming for people in my heart and my mind if they cannot respect and understand the culture and assimilate and adapt and for all of us to work toward that and come to common ground. I, I'm a hopeful person and I think there's a lot of hope that that can happen. However, um, I also am concerned that Taos has certainly already and is a place of have and have nots. The level of, um, of economic disparity is huge in our community. And there's always been an element of that, but now it's more so because people that are moving here have second, third homes, and we're one of them, or the home that they have here, maybe their second or third, whereas the young adults, even within my own family, my nieces, nephews, aren't coming back to Taos. They can't afford to live here. And this is wording and statements that are in print, that are being spoken at family gatherings and community settings. So it's nothing new. Everyone knows that this is a place of of progress and change, but yet some of that progress and change is, is causing a lot of problems. It's causing a lot of problems. And working as a school social worker at the elementary level, we are definitely a reflection of the community, what we need to address and deal with for these young lives with just families not together as they were. There weren't, they're, not, they're not as connected as there were. Um, there's not the way of life as it was, and it's, it's sad, and I miss it. And I hope whatever does and can happen to preserve the historical aspects and the culture, I really hope and pray that that is respected and honored and revered and kept even within people that are Telsenos and Telsenas by birth and that have lived here and have raised here, that they uphold and maintain the traditions. Because even our younger generation are looking the other way and wanting more and more of what they maybe don't need to have necessarily. So there's just a need for more education, awareness, and cultural appreciation, and just people being kind to one another. A special thank you to Sonia Silva-Baca, Ava Colignan, Ryan Brown, Montserrat Oyana del Tomo, and Joshua Aragon for their time and experiences. This show was inspired by Black Mountain Radio. Where We Meet comes from Taos Center for the Arts in Taos, New Mexico, and is supported by the National Endowment for the Humanities. Producers include Colette LaBeouf, Chelsea Reedy, Alice Morion, Ariana Cubillos-Vogler, and Joshua Aragon. Research and writing by Jacqueline Paul. Any views, findings, conclusions, or recommendations expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of the National Endowment for the Humanities. On Where We Meet, we share conversations from New Mexico and beyond. Thanks for listening. Be well. Thank you.